Cast out devils and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying him, you better act quick. He is coming back and we will all give a report. So obey Jesus so you don't come up short. Well, good good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be tuning in from. My name is Shannon Davis and welcome to another live broadcast here on Omega Man Radio. We're going to do uh, Speak My Word today. Coming up on Monday, January 1st, 2024, we're going to return with the Omega Man Radio team of speakers. I'm scheduling right now for January, and uh, we've got a lot of people booked so far. More work to do on that, but we are coming back for certain. Praise God. Well, hope you had a great Merry Jesus Christmas, New Year coming up. I'm looking forward to this being a uh, great year. Oh yeah, the enemy is alive well out there. But a great year to make war on the host of hell and recover all. It's payback time. And uh, the enemy has done enough damage to you and I, the planet, our freedoms, long enough I'm tired of it I ain't taking it anymore as the old expression said and it's going to be time to fight back like never before take some demon scalps for Jesus amen praise God put pressure on the enemy like never before not being like the leopard said you know, there's no hope, and he was ready to die. Then the other leper said, why sit here till we die? Who knows? Let's get up. Let's walk towards that light in the distance, the city. We can see it. Maybe they'll have compassion on us, give us something to eat. And, you know, you, you will find in the Word of God the, the rest of the story. It was an amazing defeat of the enemy because of those lepers. They got up and began to walk and God amplified the footsteps of them that it made it sound like a approaching army and everybody just dropped their forks they were eating whatever they were doing and they hightailed it out of that city and it was spoiled thereafter I'm sure the lepers ate pretty good that night well let's uh, get started we're going to be picking up today in a new book. We just finished Judges yesterday. So what comes next is Ruth. And we're going to read from Ruth and also Matthew. Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for another day to be alive. God, strengthen us for the year to come. Let us put the enemy to the sword this year and recover all. Give us favor. 
give us a victory. Bless everybody that comes out to tune into your word being read. We thank you, Lord Jesus, here to Mega Man for everybody who has given that helped us get this far. God bless them. Give them a reward here and in thy kingdom come. We plead the blood of Jesus over us all. Surround us with your warrior angels, Father God. Strengthen us. Give us the victory. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we invite the Holy Spirit of God also to come and teach us the word. Unlock it for us, Holy Spirit. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. Ruth chapter 1 says, Now it came to pass, in the days when the judges ruled, that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife, and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. And Malan and Chilion died also both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Sounds like a generational curse to me. Both boys and the father died. We just don't know. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that Yehovah had visited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her and they went on their way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house, and Yehovah deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. Yehovah grant that ye may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said to her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will ye go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of Yehovah is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. 
and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people, and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God, my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and where and there will I be buried. Yahovah, do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee with me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. So they two went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass, when they were come to Bethlehem, that all the city was moved about them, and they said, Is this Naomi? And she said to them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara. For the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and Yahovah hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi? Seeing Yahovah hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me. So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. Chapter 2 And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. So one of the clan there, of her husband. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said in her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was the kindred of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, Yahovah be with you. And they answered him, Yahovah bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young man that they should not touch thee? And when thou art thirsty, go unto the vessels, and drink of that which the young man have drawn. Then she fell on her face, and bowed herself to the ground, and said unto him, 
Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother in the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. Yahovah recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of Jehovah God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for that thou hast comforted me, and for that thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid, though I be not like unto one of thine handmaids. And Boaz said unto her, At mealtime come thou here, and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar, and she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat, and was sufficed, and left. When she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and reproach her not. And let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her, and leave them that she may glean them, and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the field unto evening, and beat out that that she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned, and she brought forth and gave to her that she had reserved after she was sufficed. And her mother-in-law said unto her, Where hast thou gleaned today? And where wroughtest thou? Where did you work? Blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. And she showed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought and said, The man's name with whom I wrought today is Boaz. She had been working in Boaz's fields. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of Jehovah, who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near kin of us, near, kin of, near of kin unto us one of our next kinsmen. And Ruth the Moabitess said, He said unto me also, Thou shalt reap fast by my young men until they have ended all my harvest. Naomi said unto Ruth her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that thou go out with his maidens, that they meet thee not in any other field. So she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean unto the end of barley harvest and of wheat harvest, and dwelt with her mother-in-law. Okay, I'm going to stop right there in Ruth. Read more on that next program. Right now, let's go over to um, our next book. We're going to go back to Matthew. And we're going to pick up in Matthew chapter 15. If you're just joining me, welcome aboard for Speak My Word. And um, I'm going to um, stop for just a moment, play a song, we'll be back and continue. I haven't played any of his songs in a long time. Paul Lisney, Deliver Me Jesus, that's a great song. Okay, we're back uh, here on Speak My Word. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 15. Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples 
transgress the tradition of the elders. For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But Jesus answered and said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father and mother, let him die the death. But ye say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. And honor not his father or mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect, of none effect, by your tradition. Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth near unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Now what was going on here is that Jesus is referring to the fact that they're not obeying God's commandments. Instead, what they're doing is they're obeying the traditions of men. And when they said, you know, hey, why are you disciples transgressing the tradition of the elders? They weren't breaking any of the commandments of God that you'll find in the Bible. What they were doing, or not doing rather, is they were not doing ritual hand washing as prescribed by the Talmud, which is basically the encyclopedia of the Jews and has uh, the teachings of the scribes and the rabbis, uh, of the rabbis rather, throughout the uh, epoch. And to this day, uh, many of the Jews still hold fast to that Talmud. The writings of the rabbis over the centuries that have been collated. And there are things that are prescribed for just about every aspect of a person's life. From the time you get up, the time you go to bed, if you're going to eat, you have to do some ritual hand washing. And I believe it goes like this. You pour a little bit of water from this uh, special um, pot over your left hand, you say a prayer. Then you pour it over your right hand, you say a prayer. They're not talking about hygiene here. This is not an indicator that the disciples were not washing their hands or, you know, like you and I would do, staying clean. No, it had to do with a ritual that has to be done before the mills. That's not in the Word of God. It's not in the the Torah, the first five books of Moses, or the prophets. The law and the prophets, as it's known. 
That's the Old Testament, the Law and the Prophets. But it's in the Talmud. Okay. There are a sect of Jews today. They're called the Karaites. And the Karaites, unlike many of the other Orthodox Jews, only obey the Word of God. In their case, the Old Testament. Not the Jewish traditions, the encyclopedia of the rabbis, the known as the Talmud. They discard that and they just stick straight to the the Bible, the Old Testament, the Law of the Prophets. And one in particular, which I know personally, his name is Dr. Nehemiah Gordon. He's done some great research, one of the top Bible scholars on the name of God. Amazing project that they've undertaken. They've. He's also looked extensively at the Hebrew version of the book of Matthew. Did you know that there is a Hebrew version? Shem Tov's Hebrew Matthew. And according to some new research that I've seen, most of the New Testament you can find in Hebrew. It's been discovered. Now, what came first? The Greek or the Hebrew? That's to be determined. What you and I read if you're just an English speaker like me, is you're reading an English Bible that's been translated from the Greek and Hebrew into English. And for the longest time, scholars just assumed that the New Testament original scriptures were written in Greek, that Paul wrote in Greek, that all the disciples wrote in Greek. Well, there's no proof of that to say definitively that was the only uh, version. That would also mean that every one of the disciples, you know, who did write uh, their their portions of the uh, Bible wrote in Greek also. We just don't know that for a fact. Now, most of the manuscripts that we have, the Textus Receptus, it is Greek. Codex, Vaticanus, Sinaiticus, and the other text, the the majority text, all Greek. However, we're talking about for the uh, New Testament, the Old Testament, of course, Hebrew, a little bit of Aramaic. However, manuscripts have been located, especially in the last 20 years, Locations all over the world, archives have been opened. And fragments or complete, almost complete sections of the New Testament in Hebrew have also been located. So one theory is that uh, it could be that many books of the Bible were originally written in Hebrew and then there was also a Greek translation that was made and then the Greek into the English that you and I have. 
million dollar question is would the Hebrew be different? Well an examination of the uh, Shem Tov's Hebrew Matthew found out it was uh, identical is identical to the uh, Greek Matthew with the exception of there was one word actually that was different and it made a big difference um, and there's a whole book on that teaching that was done by uh, Nehemiah Gordon and uh, Michael Root but you can put your faith and trust in, in our King James Bible God's able to preserve his word however not to say that if you had the original Hebrew there may be some words that are going to give you more detail and richness than you would get just in the, the Greek version there could be some small changes not a uh, not a salvation doctrine mind you but uh, there there are places in the New Testament where in the Hebrew you would have the name of God Yahovah and in the English we don't have that you just got capital G-O-D that would be one place I could reference that would be different and I'd much rather see God's full name then what we've got in our translations in the English would just capital L-O-R-D many times. In the Old Testament, especially. Okay, let me get back on track here. So the dispute was the Pharisees and scribes didn't like the fact that Jesus and his disciples were not obeying the, the rabbis and the Talmud, the Jewish writing of the sages. Okay. They were not transgressing the word of God. This was not an issue of sanitation, which you might assume just with a cursory reading. But adding that background to it, Jesus got straight to the point. Hey, look, you've let that Talmud supersede God's word. You're not obeying the commandment of God. Jesus calls them hypocrites. They draw near unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And they're, they're in vanity. In vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines and commandments of men. And that's taught today amongst the Orthodox uh, Jews. Many of them discard much of the, the Bible in favor of the Talmud. Many do, but not all. Praise God. And God will straighten that out. I stand unconditionally with Israel and the right to all the land that God gave them. And I'm going to bless Israel and I'm going to pray for those that need Jesus. Like we need to pray for all nations. But never forget, Israel is the apple of God's eye. God's going to work it all out in the end. He's got a plan in motion right now to save a portion of the Jewish people. And they will eventually get all the land back that God promised them as an inheritance. They're just not in possession of it all right now. 
Jesus called the multitude and said to them, Hear and understand, verse 10, Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth. This defiles a man. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Declare unto us this parable. And Jesus said, Are ye also yet without understanding? Talking to the whole group of the disciples. When he says ye, that means plural. And Peter, of course, was asking for an explanation for them all. Verse 17, Do not ye, again, talking about the group, yet understand that whatsoever enters in at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out into the draught, means it goes in your mouth, goes through your stomach's digestive system, and and out it comes, number two. And you know, dogs can digest food just so fast, it's amazing. I go out and feed Ringo. He scarfs up the food sometimes. Other times he takes his time. Depends, but he eats it, goes into his stomach, and it doesn't take long, and he's processed it. Got all the nutrition out of it. And I mean, you know, if you want to talk about digestion, dogs have like perfect digestion. How long does it take for a human to digest their food? Just saying. Babies also, they have perfect digestion. Many times eat it, poop, get ready to change the diaper. As we grow older, our digestion slows down many times. You know, you're supposed to have a bowel movement for every meal that you eat. If you eat three meals a day, you're supposed to have three bowel movements. If you don't, you got to work on it. That's what I hear, at least. And there's some people that haven't had a, a number two in six weeks, especially when ladies get that problem sometimes. How can you not go to the bathroom for six weeks? Why am I talking about this? Well, the Bible brought it up, so I just wanted to expand on it a minute. Do not ye yet understand that whatsoever enters in at the mouth goes into the belly and is cast out into the draught? Goes in one and goes out the rear end. But those things which proceed out of the mouth, they come forth from the heart and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries. That's an evil thought. To contemplate committing adultery with somebody, murdering them, fornicating. You got to think it before you do it. Thefts, false witness blasphemies these are the things which defile a man 
but to eat with unwashed hands, again, where they have not been ceremonially washed, defileth not a man. Then Jesus went from there, and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast, and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But Jesus answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. They're looking for Jesus to respond to her. But Jesus answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep, the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But Jesus answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. She said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. She's saying, give me some of those scraps at least. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. And Jesus departed from there and came near unto the Sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain and sat down there. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet. And he healed them, insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, and the blind to see. And they glorified the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude, because they continue with me now three days, and have nothing to eat. And I will not send them away fasting, lest they faint in the way. And his disciples say unto him, What should we have so much bread in the wilderness as to fill so great a multitude? And Jesus said unto them, How many loaves have ye? They said, Seven, and a few little fishes. And Jesus commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fishes, and gave thanks, and break them, and gave them to his disciples, and the disciples to the multitude. And they did eat, were filled, and they took up of the broken meat that was left over, seven baskets full. And they that did eat were four thousand men, besides women and children. So this is the second time that we've seen a miracle done where Jesus has multiplied the loaves and the fishes. He didn't do it just one time. Understand, uh, he did many things. 
In fact, there's not enough books, it says, to contain all the things that Jesus did, if it were even possible to write them all down. We've just got a glimpse. We've got what's necessary. But um, I'd like to see the whole thing on replay in heaven one day, or the New Jerusalem. And Jesus sent away the multitude and took ship and came into the coast of Magdala. I'm going to stop right there. I want to thank you for tuning in. We're going to read a little bit every day. Father Yehovah, thank you for your word. Your word endureth forever. Bless us today, Lord Jesus, with health, longevity. Bless the finances of everyone tuning in, God. There's some that are going to be interviewing for a job this week. We ask, God, that you would go with Brother Ian and others. Give them favor on these interviews, God. Let them get the work that they need to support their families. Surround us all again with your warrior angels. We plead the blood of Jesus over every one of us. We lift up Brother Scott Lathrop again to you. We plead the blood of Jesus over him. God, send your word and heal him. Touch him, God. Give him healing. Make him whole. Brother Scott, be made whole. In Jesus Christ's name. Thank you, Father God. Amen. Friends, I want to thank you for uh, tuning in again. We're going to be back, as I mentioned, uh, with the Omega Man official schedule running January 1. We're going to be at a new time, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. You can calculate what that is for your time zone just by subtracting from East Coast time. And uh, looking forward to it. We're going to have Demon Hotlines on Friday nights. We're going to have our international shows coming back as well next week and uh, we've got a lot of great stuff coming up if you want to contact me find me you can uh, locate me at omegamanradio.com God bless you all thank you for your support this year you helped us to get this far God richly bless you in Jesus name